Upload date is 030322. Donna, say hello. Mic check. Hello, 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 Carl. And um, here we go in three, two. first date story coming up during this episode of the My Second Act podcast that will trump any first date gone wrong story you could ever create or even imagine. It ends with being chased by sheriff's deputies at 142 miles an hour after some endless salad and breadsticks at Olive Garden. When asked why he felt the need to speed 142 miles an hour and elude sheriff's deputies, the driver, with his first date seated next to him in the passenger side, said, I'm just trying to get her home. Plus, this exchange, I've learned to always go with B. If a bull, here's the million dollar question, which if you've been listening to any length of this podcast, you're going to know what's going to come out of this man's mouth. If a bull charged me in a ring, what would you do? B. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events, about culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. And my name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, can you, are you aware of the story about the father who was at the rodeo and like jumped in the ring or maybe he was already in the ring and like protected his son from getting skewered and killed by the bull. I've seen the video. Um, and he, I think that he was in the, 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 the stands. So tell us the story where are they, at? they're at the I, rodeo. I'm not prepared for that. Oh, well I thought you well, were his, like, no, I think his son is, is a, is a, is a rodeo person and he rides bulls or whatever they do. Yes. He gets thrown from the bull. The bulls coming at him like they do. He doesn't know he's a kid. He just knows he's been trying to ride him and he's his target. Well, and and like the, when they interviewed the father afterwards, um, he said, you know, his son does ride, um, you know, in in rodeo, and this is like something that you know it it wasn't like uncommon. Like you know, this is he was la- the dad was lauded as a hero. Um, it was during a Texas rodeo, but he says that this is this is part of being a rodeo rider, riding a, a bull. So the dad um, is Landis Hooks. The son is Cody Hooks, which doesn't he just sound like a, that's a, Texas that's a dang country singer. Cody Hooks up on the bull. Yeah. He can write a song about that. I'm telling you what. Anyways, and he was thrown from a bull during a rodeo in guess where, Cadillac Jack? Fort Worth, Texas. Belton, Texas. Now, you know they ride them some cows and bulls out there, I'm telling you. Nobody rides cows, Donna. Well, I would. Um, but anyway, so this um, – this this like bull can't be subdued. I mean, it's coming after old Cody. And um, the dad lays down. And I think a lot of people thought that it was like a little boy. You know, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, my I God. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was like, Cody, no. Cody the son? How old is he? He's like 20, 18, oh, I thought he was like 20. eight. No. Not that it matters. No. And that's what I thought. Maybe he's not that old. But I mean, he's not eight years old. That's what I thought. Um but it got me thinking again, which these types of things get me thinking a lot, as you know, kind of like Jack. I would, like, when something is getting ready to happen to your kids, your instinct as a mom or a dad just kicks into overdrive. Your adrenaline just gets flowing. And it made me think of, like, okay, what has been one of those situations where that's happened to me? And I know mine without fail. This is going to absolutely sound crazy, but if anybody listening, every time I say something sounds crazy, there's someone listening who's who's experienced this. 
if something has ever happened to you where you had a really close call with your kids, as a mom, I'm sure as a dad too, but as a mom, you replay it over and over and over. And sometimes you can't stop the tape. So let me tell you what happened. And you're gonna remember this. We were skiing. It was me, you, Olivia, and Charlotte. And we were skiing up in North Carolina near the mountain house. And water, water or snow? Because we do both up there. Uh, snow. Okay. And the girls, this is probably their second time skiing. And we had been on that little bunny slope going up that hill, going up that hill, which that's a whole other story Don't for another it. day. Don't do it. You and those loafers. Don't do it. Anyway, who skis and loafers? Someone who is not committed. That's who. Um, okay, so we had gotten really good and it was kind of like, okay, we're going to go up on the ski lift and come off the ski lift and ski. So you didn't want to go. So it was me and the girls and I'm in the middle of them and they're on two sides. And the whole way before we had gotten on there, I made them watch the ski lift to show how people were getting off. We even kind of semi-practiced it on the ground. I was as nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof up on that ski lift because this was one of those old timey ski lifts, like rickety, it's shaking. Like, it's like the one that goes across the coming country fair. If you've ever been to a country fair and it takes you from one side of the fair to the other. Yeah, that or think of the um, the fairs that, that just suddenly overnight, in a matter of like three hours, they have, a, they yeah. have six rides that have been put together in a, in, a, in a Kroger parking lot somewhere. Yeah, and then Jim's pulling out his meth pipe and says, okay. what what are we supposed to do with these bolts? And you're the like, okay, well, those were yeah. supposed to go in. You smoke them, Jim. Yeah, you, those are supposed to go into the tilt world. But anyway... We digress. So we're up on the, and I'm starting to get nervous. My anxiety is freaking kicking in. And I'm like, now I'm starting to do a download, a data dump on them, like five minutes before this damn thing starts. Okay, make sure you're, do, you know, do this and da da da, and just ski to the right and gently off. Let, you know, all you do is put your skis down, let it sort of push you off. Well, let me tell you something. We got off that ski lift, all hell broke loose. Everybody went willy nilly, fell. And I'm like, duck, because the ski lift, gondola thingy, comes over our head because you know it's going around and I mean to this day there are times when I go to sleep and I think about that I swear to you I do and how close we all three came to being decapitated well and I will say this I'm gonna come clean on something you at the time I thought it was because you just were ready to stop skiing because you were in your loafers and cold and ready to go home and had fallen off the ski lift but that's a whole other thing hungry had fallen off. Dehydrated. Had fallen off. Donna, we, I said we're not doing The conveyor this. belt at the bunny. Okay, it's, it's <laughs> the bunny slide. All right, let's move on. But you said, I don't know if I'd take them up there. But I mean, it wasn't like a black well, you diamond. Don't listen. I mean, okay. Oh, here we but go. You don't. It wasn't a black diamond and veil. Can I, let's stop you right Let's hit pause. Mm. Today, it's been a little crazy. Charlotte, our 15 year old, I'm going to take this from you. Hang on, just one second. Our 15-year-old got her braces off today. Huge day. Right? Huge she milestone. Right. And she's turning 16. So, um, we're we're trying to meet and drop, meet and drop. You're coming from Buckhead. You're meeting a corporate. I'm I'm took her to the 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 ortho this morning. I came back home. We're trying to figure everything out and get her back to school so she doesn't miss anything. You know, as as little as she can. You call and remind me that her backpack is in my vehicle. All right, so we have to meet now somewhere. And you you she wanted to eat lunch, of course, because she missed lunch at school and and she wanted lunch and she was hungry. So I say to you, Donna, listen, why don't you tell me where you're going to go eat lunch and I'll just come there rather than a random CVS parking lot. And you said, no, 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 no. We're going to just meet me here. We got whatever. And in my mind, I think, okay, um, it just doesn't make sense. Why are we not being more efficient here when we can be? But I don't say a word. Three minutes later, my phone rings. It's you. Listen, I think we ought to just meet at McDonald's. Well, because we got there too soon. We got to the CVS quicker than I thought we were. And I didn't want you to have to drive. Did you even process? Did you even think about what I said? Yes. Okay. But can I just say, sometimes I have a lot too that I am 
triaging. Right. And, and I'm trying to make it easier on you by saying, let me save you time. Let me help okay. you out. Well, Let's I appreciate that. And I was actually trying to do the same thing. I was trying to meet you a little further because you had her backpack in her car. So we're just trying to, uh, right. trying to help each other. Here's what we'll do. Okay, where were we on the ski? Lift? Anyway, well, what, so the point of this, so I didn't get finished, Kelly Jack. If a bull, here's the million dollar question, which if you've been listening to any length of this podcast, you're going to know what's going to come out of this man's mouth. If a bull charged me in a ring, what would you do? I would call 911. I thought you were going to say B. That's what everybody's expecting you to say B. What is I B? Call, I would 911. From is the call, stand. You're going to call 911 from the stand and say, B right is, at this moment, can you get here? We have an emergency. My wife is about to be trampled by a bull. You don't think they're going to say, sir, you can get your ass out of the stand and attempt to help her? They you may. wouldn't lay on top of me to protect me to be from trampled this, by a bull. To protect your wife? Of course I would. This was a test. That was C. I was actually going with C. What is C? C is is I would lay over top of you and protect you and be trampled by the bull. I don't think you would. You're probably right. That is not good. You should every spouse every spouse should I couldn't should. get over the rail. That'd be the challenge. I couldn't get over the rail to get to you in the in the arena. Seriously, I couldn't. You know that. I haven't run since fourth grade field day. Okay. All right. We'll include the video of a dad protecting son at the rodeo in this Saturday's issue of the letter, issue 101. Issue 101 of the letter, the Saturday free hit your inbox tonight. Tim will also include some pictures of Charlotte's uh, new pearly whites, if she'll let us. Yeah, they look great. Do you have a picture of them? I do. I'll send it to you. They look amazing and so cute. When you go to the um, to the ortho, this is just, we have a great orthodontist. He's done all three of my kids. Very funny story. When they were little, they were laying at the dentist office. Because I would take them all at the same time just to knock out the pain in one setting. And he was like, this is $30,000 worth of braces. Like, he he knew all three of them were going to have to have braces. Will, Olivia, and Charlotte. And sure enough, they all did. Some oral surgery. And some oral surgery and some gum grafts for one of them. Will in there. I mean, it's just been a, a mess. However, this was a big milestone for me, too. I have to tell you. I mean, I have been in that orthodontist office. For 15 years. For 15 years. Dr. Gray and Crabapple. Love him. Yeah. He had a heart attack. The man came back. Um, it's amazing. So I know that whole staff. So they put up, it's so cute. They put up this little red carpet and they pick a song and they picked, um, this girl is on fire. And I've got the video. We'll include it. And she came walking out and I said, well, hang on a minute. If there's anybody that should walk down the red carpet. It's mom. It's mom after it's 30 mom. grand and 15 well, years. Mom and dad. Mom and dad have, have, have contributed to the $30,000 well, You were there kid. to walk the red carpet. You could come with me. I you could roll. I was trying to save you time. Yes. And, 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 and work that out and be efficient. So I got to walk the red carpet. Congratulations. Congratulations, Charlotte. Big day. No kidding. So here's the deal. She's got her braces off, turning 16. I mean, what what a milestone. In one week and get in a car, we think. And I'm just like overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I told Dr. Gray today, I said, you won't see me again unless I adopt some kids. And, we're not, and Dr. Gray, I, I'll call him this afternoon. We get done with this episode. Dr. Gray, that's not going to happen. We're out of that. We're out of that window. We couldn't, if we wanted to adopt. There's no way we could. Because we're too old. Yeah. So, But we could foster. Not going to happen. Imagine being on a first date with someone. You've left the, uh, you left out back. Things are going well. You think. You get on the interstate. Date's getting ready to take you home. You barely know this guy, right? You've been on the Bumble or what's, what's the, uh, um, the, the dating, the Bumble or the, um, Tingle. the Tenders or the Tweakers and Tingles. Yes. Mm. That's where you met. Suddenly, a sheriff's deputy is running radar 
on the interstate. You don't see him. You fly by him. He flips his blues on, and he be- begins pursuit. Your date, the driver, who paid, well, maybe by bad, he didn't even pay for your, your, your ribs in Outback, takes off, is going 142 miles an hour, eluding the police officer. This happened this week in Coweta County, which is South Atlanta, Allen Jackson's hometown in Noonan, Georgia. Dude was driving a Dodge Charger. And so he's weaving in and out of traffic, Donna. Nearly strikes a truck. They continue down 85 southbound. And um, he, he, he gives up. They pull them both out of the car. Of course, you know, the deputies don't know that she doesn't know them. <laughs> they pull them both out of the car. The passenger told deputies she, <laughs> she was on her first date when he began driving fast and told her he was running from police. What do you do then? This could have ended much worse. I mean. Listen, they'll shoot you in Coweta County. The deputies will not think twice about shooting you like they did the driver of the stolen big rig last I month. I mean. I, you, shoot for the tires. Shoot, oh, we're going to take the driver out. I mean, this is, much, this is much worse than him like heading to the bathroom and sticking you with the bill. Like, this is serious. They released uh, the woman to a friend of hers who came by and scooped her. The driver told authorities he was attempting to flee because, you ready, Donna? I'm ready. He was just trying to get her home. What? At 142 miles an hour. Just trying to get her home. He admitted he was already going fast, but he decided to punch it and keep going. He was aware that he messed up, quote, messed up by running from the police. A handgun was found in the vehicle. He was booked into the Coweta County Sheriff's Office and the jail. Uh, Coweta County SO led by the very, very powerful Sheriff Lynn Wood. Good man. But they'll shoot you in Coweta County. I'm telling you. They won't think twice about it. They do high-speed chases. T- today. <sighs> In Coweta County, one of only, there are so few agencies, Donna, anymore that will engage in a high speed chase, regardless of what's going on. Well, because it's so dangerous because of this. They will chase you down at 142 miles an hour. They will shoot you in the leg if you do not pull over. Well, okay, this is a date. This is a date gone bad, but I have told like the girls before. I don't think I had to tell Will because you don't, I mean, this sounds like really like sexist, but I don't think you worried about as much with boys, but like, I have told the girls before, like, you're, if you're ever in the car with someone and you feel uncomfortable, and maybe not because they're, maybe they are speeding or maybe they are doing something that they shouldn't be doing, you know, just say all of a sudden, like, can you pull on a quick trip? I've got to go to the bathroom. Like, I'm about to pee on myself or pee, or, you know, something to get them just to pull over and just get out of the car. Just get out of the car. Well, and, what if, the, what if and they won't pull over, though? Well, I think, like, you almost have to do it before it becomes the situation. Like if, you know, if your gut's yeah, telling you, done though, right? no, I know that. And I don't know what you do in the situation, but I mean, I do think it's important. You know, we used to always say to our kids too, going, this is like kind of a different thing, but like, if you're ever somewhere, it's just as it has to do with feeling uncomfortable. If you're ever at a party or you're ever around someone, especially with girls, if you go on a first date or you're with a group of people, you're at a house and you, for whatever reason, something's not right. You don't feel safe. Something's going on that you don't want to be part of. Just call us and give us, a, you know, you don't even have just give us a safe word. Or say, hey, my parents, you know, just say, call me. I need to go home. And we'll call and say, hey, you know, we got a family emergency. Need to get, you know, you need to get home. There was a story in the news recently. I don't have it in front of me. But it was a Starbucks barista. And a woman, a young lady had gone in and ordered coffee. And she just appeared to be off. She was with a gentleman, I believe. And she just, the, the, the barista just felt some bad mojo. And she wrote, you know how they write your name on the cup? Yeah. On the cup, she wrote for this, you know, the coffee cup for this young lady. She wrote something like, if you need help, 
turn this lid upside down. I'm getting chills right now. Uh, and she did. Yeah. And she was, I believe, sex traffic being sex trafficked or sex trafficking was a part of the, what was going on. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, we have often joked on this podcast in a way about how I'm so like, I go down these rabbit holes and I think everybody's up to something and I will accost a pilot at the Atlanta airport, which you've been with yep. me before, if I think they've been <laughs> in the bar drinking. Like, but you have to be on high alert. And I think anytime like you see like a, a, a younger woman and an older man, just anything, because I have to tell you, like mom and dad, like your initiative, your gut, it tells you a lot. So um, I think it's important to follow that and do it. I want to mention, too, that Quick Trip, since like 1990, they have been designated as what's called a safe place. And what that means is, and you maybe have seen these signs in QT parking lots. They're normally off to the left side of the building. What that means is if, if you are at risk, if you're an at-risk youth or a runaway, you can come in off the street. They're going to give you food. They're going to give you drink. They're going to give you water until the volunteer from a safe place agency partner comes and offers assistance and offers help and does whatever they can to um, to make you comfortable and and, and, and and get things done. Get you to the right and, place. And that's, listen, that's a... There's a lot to be said about that. There's also something um, I've seen the signs at like the Buckhead Theater, and I, I know they're at other bars too, where if you are on a date, similar situation, yeah. or or yeah. even if you're with a spouse or a boyfriend, and that person has maybe had way too much to drink or has become verbally or physically abusive, you can ask, I think, for a certain drink, yeah. and um, they will um, intervene on your behalf. And so I think things like that are really important. I mean, there's been some huge. Um, stories where people have been, you know, is their intuition, is their instinct, yeah, or reunited because somebody was brave enough to step in and say, "Hey, are you okay?" And sometimes that's all it takes is a simple, "Everything okay?" And you know, you can look in someone's eyes and tell. It's called the angel shot. Yes. Um, if you're on a bad date or at a bar, uh, at a bar, talking up a stranger that you've grown increasingly weary of, uh, what's your exit strategy? Reading from an article here. Sorry, I hadn't had time to proof this. Um, and you order, apparently, most bars are aware of this. The Angel Shot is a special drink order that alerts staff that guests feel uncomfortable and need assistance. So, yeah, important stuff, I think. I think I, so, I, too. I, I think, it, I think it happens more often than we, than we think it does. And I think if you have um, girls or boys, but teenagers, it's important to talk about these things, to let them know that. Because what you want them to know mainly is if they're ever in those situations, you're not judging. You're not judging how they got there. You're not judging what they're doing there. You're just available to help. Um, and I think don't ever assume that your kids know that about you. Um, you know, I will say one of the things that I'm struggling the most with with this um, with Charlotte starting to drive is I know that and I know you do, too, that most of our great conversations with our kids have happened in the car. Um, because they can't really get away from you. And they're just sometimes, you know, if you get, well, and you give them a few minutes to sort of, you know, download their day and get comfortable and then they'll start talking to you. So um, just sometimes I think in our heads as parents, we think, oh, they know that. They don't. Yeah, don't, they don't. So there has been a massive swell in interest in pickleball, mm. a swell that is 39.3% up in the last two years. A lot of it, a lot of the interest has been because of the pandemic. A lot of people used pickleball during COVID-19 when they were at home or quarantining or whatever, and they learned the game. Doctors are now cautioning people, Donna, that are old, Donna, no, oh, no, uh, okay. okay, all right, no, that are um, seniors. No, that wouldn't be it. That are um, seasoned 
okay, seasoned adults that are making the transition, like you said last episode, from from tennis, most of them to pickleball because it's bad a, knees, it's bad a small, yeah. but it's a smaller court. I didn't yeah. know that. Yes. So there's not as much territory to cover. Doctors say, though, the problem is there are people that learn pickleball and they get so into it, so addicted to it, that they're playing literally all day long. Now, we don't have the time for that. Are you and Laura Coward aware of that? And Laura's very, very busy, too. Well, we're not planning on playing all day. Good. Because what doctors are seeing are muscle contusions, sprains, arthritis, tendonitis. Mm. Uh, notice issues like patella, wrist, or elbow fractures okay, well, that require uh, surgery. Okay. Well, I'm, I can't do any of that. I can't be down because of pickleball. Now, I will tell you, I sustained one serious injury during all of my years of Alta, and it was right when we were making the run for the state championship. I did make it to the states, though. But if you recall, I stepped on a tennis ball. I remember that, yeah. And ended up in a wheelchair. Yes. You had to push me around Target. Which, why was that Target? If I had, like... In your prescriptions, I'm sure. Probably. Um, but anyways, I'm not sustaining any of this, and I don't want this to get out, because here's the thing. This will cause Laura not to want to play. So we, I can't have this information getting out. I'm well, sorry. I mean, we need doctors are seriously, they're warning people. They're warning the seasoned crowd making the transition from tennis to pickleball that this is not tennis. You can slow down a little bit. You can, you can, you can relax. You can have, it's more accessible and it's a less intense tennis alternative is what it's being called. But see, I don't think, I don't think that's what's happening and that's not what's going to happen with Laura and I, because I did say to her and I'll tell you, I got a little question mark. I got to talk to Tug about this. Like I said, do you have the fire in your belly? And she said, this is what she said back to me. Like right now. I mean, I feel fine. I think she thought I meant like, are you having tummy trouble? Yeah, well, yeah. And I'm like, no. Are you ready to win and dominate? Are you elite? Are you elite? And honestly, I don't know that she is. I love Laura, but I think she's mediocre at best. At, okay. at, well, she's fantastic. She's definitely elite at her job. But like at competitive sports, although she did play softball and she was a pretty good player. Her and Tug played on a um, co-ed softball team. I've just got to get Tug to like fire her up and we, I need him to give a motivational speech or do something, offer her something, a ten, like maybe a pickleball bracelet, not a tennis bracelet. Get it? A pickleball I get bracelet. You. Yeah, that's good. Something. That's good. That's good. Well, tell, I mean, he's such a suck up anyway. So. Yes. He'll uh, double iron your clothes or something. I don't know. All right. And the name of the team is the deal pickles, the big deals, no, the, big deals the big deals. We've got yeah, another one we're working with. I'll All right. unveil it later. Okay. We'll do that later. I got a text from uh, my buddies that were going to wrestling. Mm. If you're listening on update day, today is Thursday, March the 5th. Friday mm, night, mm, mm. going to uh, Action Wrestling. Got a text that reads, one major piece of advice for Friday. So I stop what I'm doing. I've never been to an independent wrestling event. I've never been to a wrestling Because you're event. thinking this may have to do with like clothing, what you wear. My, my singlet. Yeah. My props and things like that. Mm -hmm. Since you will be in the front row. Oh, God. If we tell you to move, that means right now. Okay. Well, you're not real speedy. Because if you don't, you will probably end up with a wrestler in your lap. No joke. I said, listen, I'll take anything at this point. You have no idea what you're in for. You've never been to an indie wrestling show, and what's happening at Action is something special. We're all glad you're coming. You're going to experience an energy like you've never felt. The energy is crazy. I mean, they are fired up. You're coming. I'm not going to do any justice unless I have it. Well, what's the rest of the thread talking about? What y'all going to wear? What are you um, drinking and think, you know, start drinking beer at two. And, you know. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, it, it was something along the lines of, this is going to be the best experience you've ever had in your life oh well okay and I, 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 all right you know i've had some really really good experiences yeah you know our, our, our wedding day and yeah birth of our three kids and a lot of concerts a lot I, of great you know, events I've had some really great experiences but maybe who knows maybe this will maybe this will be it should you sit on the front row in your singlet um i don't know i'm afraid something you know something may i may be splayed out ew showing parts and things action wrestling stop until some gym
I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. It's all for charity. Clearwater it's, Academy. Yeah, and, right. and, and but how's, what, if it's for charity, where's the beer drinking come in? Um, well, Donna, they, they open the doors at 530. There's two hours of drinking before the wrestling, the wrestling, the wrestling begins. Do they play music? Y'all dance? I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. Listen, Keith Rockdale Bone. Keith Rockdale Bone, who is uh, the host of the Redneck Show and a good friend of ours. And, a- and who, I meant to tell you this, who offered to be my pickleball partner. Said he, Keith. I said, I said to Keith, I would have asked you because I didn't want him to think that I had slighted him. But I said, it's so far for you to drive. You know what he said? What's that? He would drive anywhere. Well, he would for you. Yes. He's a good guy. Um, I, I was on, scrolling Facebook last weekend, I guess. And Keith and his mama, Joanne, we love Joanna Bone. Love her. Um, they were at some independent wrestling thing out in Conyers. I'll see you there. Well, we're excited for the recap. Yeah, I'll include some photos in the letter. Not of you and your singlet. This Saturday. Yeah. The letter is our free weekly e-newsletter. It's a component to the My Second Act podcast. Text left on red. Left on red. No spaces. Red is the color. R-E-D. The number is 22828. 22828. Beautiful two-piece sectional. East side chase. Designed with minimalistic features, Donna. Adds to any room, perfect for all spaces. Paired with exposed wooden frame and legs. Covered in a durable leather fabric. Cocktail table features lift top, along with storage. It's available now at Gallery Furniture. I do love a lift top storage. I was looking at our, um, I was cleaning up some stuff downstairs and I was looking at our sectional. And I'm like, should we move that sectional upstairs no. into the no, movie no, room no, no, and then get a no, new sectional over down there? No, no, this is no. how it starts, ladies. This is what happens. So, you know, when you, you're you kind of cleaning up and you're looking around and you, you know, spring's coming, you're getting a little like, yeah, I think it's time to get a couple of new things. And don't do what I just did. Don't mention it to your husband. Like, do that later. So just tell him, hey, you want to drive up and look at the lake? And they're like, yeah. Look at the lake. Yeah. That's going to get your husband in the car. Yeah. Some, most this husbands. This is what you say. Yeah, most this is what husbands. You say. No, here's what you say. Baby, let's get in the car. We're going to drive up to the lake. We're going to pull over when we get there and find us a nice, private, shady area. And you're going to take down your pants. Okay, stop. That's Why you- are you putting this in, Gally? Saying, I'm going to tell you something. I've said that to you before, and you know what you've said back to me? We got a 5,000 square foot house. Well, that's true, though. That's very true. So, I mean, you can't win. That's a good argument, though. Yeah, but as a woman, yeah. you can't win. It's so, good, yeah. right. if you've got the type of husband that might want to take a Sunday drive, not this one over here who can't get anywhere without taking his pants down. So if you've got a husband that will just take a nice Sunday drive with you, put him in the car, just say, let's go up and look at the lake. And this is what you do. Because I do this sometimes too. Like when he thinks we're going to get dog food, I'll Who's go, while you, while I'm we're right while we're out, can we, we're going to stop yeah. at, oh you don't gosh. say can we, you say while we're out, we're going yeah, no. to swing by, always a swing by, Target. And it's never a swing by. And they're like, wait, how did Target get in here? Yeah. You know? But Again, just, captive audience. But they're slow. They run behind us. So that's why you don't ask them. You really? assume the sale. Yes. So that's what you do. While we're here, we're going to swing by gallery. They're like, what's gallery? Well, I just want to show you something that I've been looking at. Like, okay. He's like, why don't you show me something right now? And then you need to do oh that. You need to oblige. Take your top off. Shake a little bit. Shake him a little bit. Get him excited. He'll be in. So then you go over and you see Donna and she's going to be there and Marilyn's going to be there and everybody that we always talk about, Shane, you're going to get to meet this amazing cast of characters and they are funny and you will love talking to them. But here's what they also are. They're very serious about their business and they're very serious about helping people. Um, Part of the thing that Donna has told me before that she loves so much about her job is like she gets to see people go away happy. Like furniture is one of those things that, I mean, is it life changing? Yeah, sometimes it is because you know, if you've got kids who've been maybe 
sharing a room and one kid's gone to college and you don't need to turn your um, spare bedroom into a studio like we have and you can you know turn it into another room for another kid that's life-changing like when you redo your kids rooms it, it just it makes their eyes light up I mean I've done a couple times with my kids and it stays clean for about two weeks but the point of all of this is they have everything to do that. I'm already starting to sort of my brain skipping ahead to, to like dorms and stuff. And it's time to kind of start stockpiling some stuff, put some stuff in the basement. Like don't wait until the last minute. You need mattresses, you need desks. Listen, they don't do sales. No, either at gallery furniture. We do events like we're getting ready to have one in May. Uh, we last year did the uh, 4th of July parking lot party at get your red, white, and blue parking lot party uh, without Lee Bryce at gallery furniture. The, 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 the price you pay today a gallery furniture is the price you're always going to pay. They don't nickel and dime you. They're, they're, there's no secrets. There's no, you know, this is today only, and you got to buy the ottoman and and a brand new refrigerator. And they don't have refrigerators, but but they're you know retail places, the big box retailers that, that get you in there. It's a, it's a bait and switch, is what it is. You're never ever going to have that problem when you do business with gallery furniture because Donna learned from her daddy, the Wolfman, who was the um, come on the best around. Sixteen hundred Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Been there for over 40 years. Family business, locally owned. They'll be excited to see you when you walk in the door and tell them we said hello. And you need to start planning for that parking lot party. And this this parking lot party, if you recall, if you've been a longtime pod listener, the last one was the parking lot party, not featuring Lee Bryce, because he does sing the song Parking Lot Party. This parking lot party is the parking lot party, we hope, featuring Sarah Bryce and Jana Kramer. No, no we're not. No. Yeah. I listened to that song. Well, it doesn't matter that, that, that people want to meet Dribble. them. So that, that's what we're hoping for this year. Okay, but that's not confirmed. Nor we don't know. Well, yeah, yet. we okay. don't know yet. Thank you for your support of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, Donna in Maryland, in Gainesville. Uh, additional support that we are so grateful for from T-Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, and the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast brought to you by Ford, built Ford tough. Come and get your country this is chris chitwood at fayetteville ford Fayetteville Ford. i'm so happy to announce that cadillac jack has joined the team here at fayetteville ford i've been around the auto industry for 23 years and i've learned a thing or three like the ford f-series is the best-selling truck on the road like fayetteville ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty and i've learned that there is a difference in a ford and a fayetteville ford i'm cadillac jack and i'm fired up to join team fayetteville ford come and get your ford Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Atlanta's Paramount Hospitality Management, including properties on the campuses of Georgia Tech, University of Tennessee, LSU and Baton Rouge, properties in LaGrange, Georgia, Carrollton, Georgia, all around Weston, Hilton, Marriott, the brands you trust, the brands you know. Paramount Hospitality Management. The letter always includes alternate titles from episodes that didn't make it. We all kind of make a list of possible. You hear us say it when we're recording sometimes, too. There's your episode title right there. But we don't have control over that. Don and I have nothing to do with the episode titles or the episode notes. The App and Podcast Network does all of that. We are just as surprised and excited and uh, sometimes shocked at the titles as you are. Hans produced Tuesday's episode this week, Hans Appen. Here are some alternative titles from Tuesday's episode. I'm not going to give them all to you because you'll get them all in the letter this Saturday. Uh, Everyone just needs a bath and a hug. I flagged that one too. That was a conversation about um, Uh, euphoria, the show. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Don't start it. 
had a lot of people reach out to me, said that they had started it like similar to I had and were just like cringing, but couldn't turn it off. Another alternate episode title from the Tuesday episode, uh, drink more than you pickle. Yeah. I was about to tell you and Laura. We're going to try. I'm concerned about that. Seriously. Well, we might get pickled. Well, you will. I know the two of you and you will. Mm. Y'all be out there just smashed. Uh, Another alt episode title from Tuesday, fork and a fart. I'm sure that was something I said. That's something you said. Well, I'm just saying I didn't come up with that. No, I did not. We add songs to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist every episode, songs that we are liking, loving, discovered, rediscovered, songs that we think that you would enjoy, album cuts, live cuts, crazy stuff. And you're going to add, wow, a Walker Hayes song. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I know we've given him a lot of um, grief. Not grief, but I mean, we have been, both of us have been very vocal about. Or just like for the Applebee song. The Applebee song, but also just that, you know. Come out with substance. Well, he's a very talented guy. And he has, I, I told you, and we were kind of talking and texting about this um, from the other bedroom the other night, because I was asleep, almost trying to sleep, but I was actually doing some stuff. And it's so funny. I was texting him, like, I'm texting him in the other room. But um, Walker's got a really gritty backstory. You know, he, he um, away from not at all. He was addicted to alcohol, um, has very been a very public member of AA. He just um, put up a, a story the other day where um, somebody had interviewed him and said, you know, what's it like now that you're on the other, you know, now that you've made it through all these tough times. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't. Once an addict, always an addict. Yeah. He said, no, I haven't. He said, and, and I thought it was so good. He was like, yesterday was a really rough day for me and I've been struggling. Um, and he's got like six kids. I mean, if anything, Wayne, we'll take you to the alcohol some days. Two of them. Or two one or three. I days. mean, seriously. Um, but the song that I'm adding is a song that he did with Mercy Me. Well, it, no, no. Originally, it was not with Mercy Me. It was him. But then the one that I'm adding. Sorry. It's the remake. The version I'm adding is the remake with Mercy Me. And the song is called Craig. Um, and it's a real life story that Walker tells where he um, he did not want to go to church, but he went to church with his wife, Lainey. And... He was going through, they were going through really, really, really hard times. And I think this is when he was, you Nearly know. homeless. Yeah. And I mean, he was drinking a lot. So he met this guy, Craig, at church. And and he Craig was just like completely non-judgmental. And they just kind of sit beside each other at the same place. You know how you sit in kind of the same places yeah. every week? In the pew. And he said he was more or less doing it for Laney. He was going to church for Laney, you know, just to check that box. Um, and half the time he was, he said he was in there drunk. And this time when he was had really had a conversation with Craig. He had watched a bunch of football and he was in there. I mean, imagine being a church drunk. I'm sure there's lots of people that are, but hey, more power to you. Um, But he met Craig. And um, what happened was Walker had a record deal and it failed and it fell apart. And so after that, they had bought a minivan because, you know, he thought that, that he's going to be getting money from this record deal and that things were taking off and they did not. So the dealership came and like repossessed their minivan. Well, I mean, when they had all these kids and that was the way to get to school and to get to church and just to do whatever he had to do. And he said it was just like the lowest point of his life because he could not, he felt like he could not provide for his family. Um, and so he was kind of, he couldn't even look for a job because he didn't have a car, he didn't have a vehicle. And Craig came to his um, his help, well, both you, of their help. You know, the backstory too, one of, one of uh, Walker Hayes' storylines about his life that he doesn't shy away from either is after his record deal tanked, he got a job at Costco. Yes. He was working at Costco in Nashville. Yeah. And people would come up to him and be like, aren't you Walker Hayes? He'd be like, yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing working? At-? Listen, I admire people like that so much. They're, they're transparent about everything and yeah, their troubles and, and their struggles. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, well, and just that put their pride aside that, you know what? Um, not money's not going to get into the bank if I don't put it there. So he could sit there all day long and try to keep this record deal going 
Or in the meantime, while he was trying to do that, he'd go out and provide for his family. And I admire him immensely for that. And so this guy gave them his minivan. A town and country minivan. A, a town, I don't think it was, it was a town. No, it was. And, it, was. it was yeah. his town and country minivan. Well, they had, they had he, Craig and his wife had kids and they also had, I think, three vehicles. Yeah. And the, 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 the minivan was, you know, it was run down and had like hundreds of thousands of miles on it. But when you're that dark in your life and something like a gift of a vehicle doesn't matter the number of miles, doesn't matter the tires are bald, doesn't matter that you the upholstery is hanging from the ceiling. You don't care. I pulled two versions. I, I have both versions we're going to share with you right now. The original and there's a huge difference in the sound of the two. The first one we're going to play right now is the original song called Craig. Not your typical kid from Sunday school, right? He can't walk on water. Craig Cooper is his name. So Craig's paying it forward. Yeah, so do the other one. I like the the one Mercy I'm adding me. is Mercy Me. Right, That's the one I really nah, love. He took roadside assistance to a whole nother level. To sacrificial heights. Showed up at the ballpark after my son's game. One night in two cars with his wife, Laura. I watched from the other. So what in the world are y'all doing here, brother? He just laughed inside that old Chrysler town and country van with the keys and the title and a pen in his hand. Said, man, all you gotta do is sign on this yard. So I said, no, nah, no way. But he wouldn't take it nah, for an answer. He said, please, dude. Somebody did this for me once. Just let me do this for you. We argued about it for a little while. Then I teared up and Craig smiled. So now he can't walk on water. It's a great song. Great song, it great is message. such a great in, in this version, song. Who, who is the Mercy Me, the lead singer? Um, I can't, I'll find Toby, his name. Uh, Toby Mac? I think. No. Check, check that out, because I want to tell you this. Um, he had something that happened to you, didn't he? Toby Mac? Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Um, so, whoever this guy is, the lead singer of Mercy Me, we're going to get the name for it, because we just, I wasn't prepared to tell the story. Reached out. Bart, Bart Milliard, sorry. Okay, he reached out to Walker Hayes. After hearing Craig, but it just the timeline was this. The Appleby song, which is called Fancy Light, was on fire. You could not escape this song. Walker jokingly said to him, you know, or I don't know what he said, but he, he alluded to the fact that he's reaching out to him when he has a hit record. Would, would you have reached out to me if I weren't on the top of the charts? And Craig's very, uh, not Craig, Walker Hayes is a very, very uh, genuine and, and level-headed guy. Spent a lot of time with Walker through the Hayes and his kids and Laney. Uh, but he was picking at him to say, you know, right now, you know, if, if would you have come to me two years ago when you heard Craig for the first time and said, I want to remake that song with you, you know, um, because I think that there are a lot of people that would have only, you know, cap, would have wanted to capitalize on his success with that song and his his, his notoriety and, and buzz at that particular moment. Yeah. And I, this is the during in part of the lyrics in there, are the fact that. They, whenever they would see a policeman, they would have to duck because they had so many kids. They they couldn't. No they didn't have enough seatbelts for them. And the last verse just gets me. It says, uh, "My pride was way too ashamed to be adequately grateful at the moment, but I signed the dotted line and I drove the kids home. And when the cop pulled up beside us at the light, they didn't have to duck because thanks to Craig, they were all buckled up." How about that? Just a great story, great song. And you know what? I um I heard it. I I heard it like probably two weeks ago. 
And I was like, when it first came on, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. It came up on my Spotify, like, this is one of those. And then I started listening to the lyrics. And then I started, did a deep dive into, like, the story. And I love the song. I, whole, I love the whole, like, the chorus, the walk on water. Great job, Walker Hayes. And I'm kind of sorry that we picked on you a little bit. But, 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 but listen, listen, it's not Walker. Yeah. It's that particular song. Well, and it, 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 it Listen, it, when it first came out, Donna. We were fans of the song. We added it to the Hype Song playlist season two. Well, yeah, and if you put it on right now, I get them dance to it. No, but, I mean, I'd love to see that, but not to that song. But I will also I say, genuine or something. But you know? also, I will say this is what you and I have been talking about is, and I've said this so many times is that when we have talked about Walker Hayes is that he has such a great story to write about, and when he did. Look how it changes. And I know people feel differently about different music. I just like, you know, and I love fun songs too. Listen, not everything has to be all serious. Well, silly, and, silly fun works. Yeah. But I just think he's got such a message to tell. And I mean, what a great song. Great, great song. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's called Craig uh, Walker Hayes. Check okay. it out on the uh, Hype Song playlist. You're going to find him on Spotify. I'm going to add uh, Simple Man from the Charlie Daniels Band. Oh, I thought you were doing like Pearl. I thought it was Pearl Jam. Okay, gotcha. Love it. I was listening the other day, uh, season three, which is the current season, is Trace, T-R-E-S. Yes. And it's, um, I got to tell you, I, I'll say it again. I just discovered Spotify. Like, I just got an iPhone like two years ago. Wasn't that soon but, or recently, but I was like the last to jump on the Apple thing, the Apple cart. <laughs> I like it. Um, But I, I like the Spotify. The Spotify, listen to me. The Spotify. Well, and the the playlists are very diverse. And for someone who has to listen to a lot of playlists where I work, you're always looking for playlists. So that's the other thing is share the playlist of people because people are always looking for playlists to, to listen to because you get tired of but listening to the You can also borrow from ones. them. You can add songs that you like to your yeah. playlist. Create your own. Uh, okay. And I don't know if you knew this. Spotify will take part of your playlist and create another playlist. They've like taken some of our playlists and create another playlist. It's kind of funny suggestions do we get paid for that no we don't okay all right then. Mm -mm. you can not, also not everything's about payment well it should be though yeah you can check out the uh, hype song playlist and explore over 227 episodes of the cadillac jack my second act podcast on spotify when you fly delta atlanta's hometown airline yes and just so you know we are still working on our country song we mentioned that last yeah. podcast that that is something we're doing we're going to work on a country song we got a, a pot Pete melissa chimed in on that topic she says i have titled your country song Second chances based on life. The fact that each of you is, uh, the fact that each of you are in your second marriage, which is true. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Second careers, battles with anxiety, addiction, mental health, and everything else. Both of you have thrived in what God gives you as a friend fan. We couldn't be more proud of y'all. As Donna says, give yourself grace. Oh, I love her. Melissa, thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. Um, and that's something we're going to do in April as Donna continues her do something new every month initiative. Yes. And we're going to write a country song. Why not? In April, but with your guidance as as a pod peep, as a listener of this podcast, you're the ones that are going to tell us. Here's what here's the title that I suggest. We'll start there. All right, it's a work in progress. Also, uh, Aggie Land Farm. Pod peep wrote in. Uh, glad to reconnect with Cadillac Jack. I don't know where this person's been, but it's great to reconnect with you as well. Always puts a smile on my face. Thanks for everything, Caddy and Donna. Love the letter, which is our. Uh, E-newsletter is a component to the podcast. Fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. I'm working on this Saturday's issue 101 right now. Got some great memes. I know that's I mean, everybody's favorite part. If people knew how hard you worked on this, you really do. I'm, I'm really well, proud of you. I mean, like you, you spend a lot of time on it because you are really, at your core, a I'm writer. Anal. Well, you're a writer. Well, you, true, you love yeah. to write. So um, if people knew how much time you spend on it, even though it is a four-minute read, you spend a lot of time on it and curating it with love. And we appreciate that. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is the color. R-E-D. To the number two two 
888-828-8828 to sign up for free. Audio for this episode from Monument Records, Jimmy Kimmel on ABC. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen, uh, also CEO of the Appen Podcast Network, Hans Appen, for producing this week's episodes. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.